Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1407. Well, last night, Solo A Star Wars Story had its world premiere in Los Angeles. And so what better time to start talking about episode 9 news updates? And we'll talk about Solo 2. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Ken Premillard, illustrator of the Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections books. You're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, Solo Star Wars Story had its world premiere in Los Angeles last night, May 10th, and as I've said on previous episodes, we are now entering that very special phase of the run-up to Solo A Star Wars Story called Safe Week, even though Safe Week is going to last two weeks on the podcast here. It means that you will not hear anything that you don't want to hear about Solo A Star Wars Story on this show. So don't worry, there's still a lot of Solo stuff to talk about, and there's still a lot of other Star Wars stuff to talk about too over the next two weeks. But just so you know, if you are trying to lock down your knowledge and information about what Solo is going to include in it or not include in it, you know, any surprises, any you know, shocks or anything like that, don't worry. Not going to happen here, okay? We're just going to keep it on the straight and narrow for the rest of the time. I will say, though, that Regarding Solo's quote-unquote embargo date, and that's the date at which all film critics and other licensed reviewers, and licensed I'm using <laughs> as a figurative term of speech, you know, basically anybody who has seen Solo a Star Wars Story at a press screening or anything like that, they are not allowed to start talking about it until May 15th. And so that's the date that it's premiering at Cannes. And so now we get a little bit more of an understanding of that whole business. The fact that, you know, everybody thought, okay, well, it's being released at Cannes 10 days before its actual worldwide release. And so that's when we're going to start being on the lookout for news and reactions to it and that sort of thing. Well, now that's the embargo date as well is tied to the release of it at Con. And so five days, we've got five days of people having seen Solo A Star Wars Story, just a small group of people, and they have to go keep it to themselves, not say anything about it. And for those of you who are interested in sort of the inside baseball of this whole business, well, the fact that they are lifting the embargo 10 days before the actual release of the movie is, I would say, a very good thing. Because, you know, if they thought they had a bad product on their hands, they would be trying to keep it under wraps until the very day that it shows up in theaters for any of us to see. The fact that they are allowing people to talk about it as far as 10 days away from the movie's release suggests that they are very confident in the product that they have on their hands. And it also suggests that they are not necessarily as worried about rumors or leaks or spoilers getting out as they were with The Force Awakens or Rogue One or The Last Jedi. Though you can see how they might be a little bit looser about things this time around because they've had the experience of other movies and knowing what they're going to get when it comes to embargoes and releases and the product that they have on their hands. But the whole spoiler thing, I mean, 
that's where the embargo on, say, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi not being lifted until two or three days before the movie's release makes a lot of sense. And with Rogue One, I mean, eh, you know, it was their first standalone movie. So you can kind of see why they would keep a lid on it up until almost the comparative last minute. With Solo, though, they are absolutely not doing that. And so, you know, you can also consider the possibility that, hey, it's only been five months since the last Star Wars movie. Can you imagine that, by the way? Five months. It's only been five months since we've had a Star Wars movie and we're getting another one. What a world we live in. But that's not as huge of a run-up from a promotional standpoint in terms of the amount of time that they've had to get the word out about Solo, a Star Wars story, to the casual movie viewer. And so you can imagine a scenario where, well, if we lift the embargo date a week earlier than we normally would, then maybe we've got you know, some additional time to rev up the PR engines and let the movie critics do a little bit of the heavy lifting for us. And there's one word I just mentioned, which I think is really key for this whole scenario, and that's confident. I think it's extremely important right now for Lucasfilm to be projecting confidence about Solo A Star Wars Story, and not in an inauthentic way or a forced way or anything like that. I mean, if they're happy with the product that was written by the Kasdans and directed by Ron Howard, then they really need to let the whole world know about that. And what better way than to say, hey, start talking about it 10 days before the movie comes out. We don't care. We're so happy with it that you can start the train running and we will be perfectly fine with that. And that actually means that we're done with our post-production updates for Solo A Star Wars Story as well. So post-production was actually wrapped on April 22nd, and so the film is locked. You know, there's not going to be any other changes of, well... You say that with a Star Wars movie and you never know for sure, but you know what I'm saying. It's done, it's in, and we are a PG-13 movie at 2 hours and 23 minutes long, so not the longest Star Wars movie yet, but eh, getting up there, it's pretty close. All right, I think we're going to save episode 9 information until tomorrow, so we'll handle that on tomorrow's episode. And now we just have Last Jedi trivia to take care of on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, May the 4th is Star Wars Day and it's also the date of our 1400th episode. So to celebrate all during the month of May, you can get the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book for just $7.77. That's whether you pay in dollars, pounds, or euros, just $7.77 at SW7X7.com slash TFA for the U.S. version of Amazon or just search for the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book on any European version of Amazon. Welcome back. All right, so last time I asked you who was the first person on the surface of Dakar to notice the arrival of the First Order in the middle of their evacuation, and that was Lieutenant Connix. And today's question for you, who is the actor who plays Lieutenant Connix, and why is this actor particularly remarkable? And that is going to do it for our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!